This is your time to lit up with Angela Breidenbach. Lit Up is lighting up the literary world with book reviews, in-depth expert interviews, and ideas for you to design a lucrative writing career. Expand your imagination to enhance your life. Lit Up is always family-friendly, always good for your heart. Now, here is your host to Lit Up, Angela Breidenbach. Hey everybody, this is Angela Breidenbach with Lit Up, and I am so excited today because I get to interview with a friend of mine whose name is Diana Lazier Brandmeier, and we get to talk a little bit more. We've talked a little in the past, but she and I have had great conversations about the journey from traditionally published author to hybrid. We've also had great conversations about Amazon's AMS ads, and she has some other tips for book funnel. But what's so cool is once Diane and I get talking, it is so good and it's so rich. She's another author as well as I am, and she's a Christian author. She belongs to the Christian Authors Network. She writes historicals, contemporary romances. She's written A Mind of Her Own, A Bride's Dilemma in Friendship, Tennessee. And we're not blended, we're pureed. And of course, you know, that's the book that we met over because I have a blended family too. She's, uh, it's a survivor's guide to blended families, so I, I had a great time reading it. <laughs> Once widowed and now remarried, she writes with humor and experience on the difficulty of joining two families, be it fictional or real life. You can sign up for her newsletter for writing news and free stuff that she does. She is on top of that, by the way, people. She is on top of that. And her website is dianabrandmeyer.com, D-I-A-N-A-B-R-A-N-D-M-E-Y-E-R.com. I like to do things rhythmically. Can you tell, Diana? <laughs> I can, and you've taught me how to do it that way. I love it. It's much easier for people to understand. It is. And, you know, when I was raising my kids, um, I taught them their names that way. So they would they would have a rhythm to their name and a little name song, and that was a easy way to memorize things. And I think as authors, we have so much to learn, so much to put into our brains that when we use some sort of rhythmic or association game or whatever, it's a lot easier to learn it. Oh, I agree. As a, as a former teacher, I definitely agree. <laughs> Now, you've got a new book out um, called Bride's Dilemma and Friendship, Tennessee, and that is about a dream inheritance, and that's kind of special to me because, you know, my dad passed away a few years ago, and because of that, some uh, incredible things have um, happened and came out within our family, and that was some of the stories that we told uh, together, getting to know him, some of the things that he left us that were very special, and now even uh, here we are a few years later, three years later, and um, the little grands will will just stop and look up and, and a little teary-eyed, and they'll say, I missed you, Pa, you know. And the beauty of that inheritance, yeah, there was there was some monetary things, and not, not huge, but some, but the beauty of the inheritance was the, was the legacy of love that, that he left. But in your story, you have a dream inheritance and an errant gunshot. Is a war-weary doctor a match made for heaven? <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about that book. 
Ah, that was a fun book to write. And it's um, uh, two women. One is a younger woman. And they think they're going to go meet their father in Chicago. But the father dies before he gets there. And he gives the farm to the man who gets shot, along with his daughter, Heaven. And that's where I can totally see. I can totally see those those daughters feeling very betrayed by their father. Oh sure, absolutely. So that was really fun. And I started off this book as a book from Barber, and I got my rights back, and that's how I jumped into being a hybrid author, and I republished it as an indie, and that has been a journey, as you know. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot. I want to like, hear more. I equate I equate uh, being an indie very much like being a teacher. You're a teacher for a while, and everybody kind of helps you out, or you're a student, and then you go learn student teaching, and you find out what you do not know. And <laughs> that's exactly what indie is. You have to learn how to do back cover copies, how to do ads, how to format your book. You've got to get proofreaders and editors, and your head's just spinning all the time. Meanwhile, you need to be writing another book. It's so true. And it's and trying to plot out a new book while you're doing the galleys on the other book and you're reading the old story and oh my gosh, it is head spinning. How do you manage it? it? Is. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm trying my best to stay above the water, I guess, and uh it's it's getting easier. I'm learning how to do spreadsheets, which is a whole new world, so I can keep track of things and uh, learning as I go, um, for instance, like the uh, Amazon ads, I'm learning how to do that and how to track my data. And that's thankfully from Brian Meeks and his book, Mastering, what's it called? Mastering Amazon Ads as an Author's Guide. I'm learning how to revamp my uh, entire back cover from Brian Cohen. Check out his book. That's, mass, what is that called? How to, how to Write a Sizzling Synopsis. And it's, I had no idea. That wow. it's like writing it's like writing a movie poster and as an author I always try to make them sound like well this is a really fun book to read you need to get it this is who's in it and this is what happens and it turns out that's too much information so uh, yeah there's a lot to learn there sounds like uh, there's a couple other people we ought to see if we can get on the show later on <laughs> oh, absolutely. and I'd be happy to introduce them to you if you like so, I would love that. Thank you. Okay. I think our, I think our listeners would love to have those people in the future. Um, oh, man, that's awesome. So let, let's go back to your journey from traditionally published um, to hybrid. How long did it take you to actually make that transition? What made you decide to do that? It's It's been an interesting journey because when I started, I have a book called A Time to Dance, and it came out in 2008. As an ebook, before ebooks were really around, I had a rocket e-reader. I'm sure no one even remembers those. No, I do weighed not. About <laughs> <laughs> it weighed about ten pounds. And then I was agented, and I wrote a book and through Barber. And then I went on to do some with Tyndale. That was Mind of Her Own and then Concordia. And I just there, you know, there are so many good stories out there, but there are also so many good authors and there aren't enough places. And I decided I want to try to do this on my own. So I went through a, another publisher, small publisher for the time to dance. And then I thought, you know, I think I can do this on my own because I was afraid to jump in all by myself. So 
now I, I think that's what about, stops a lot of people, don't you, is fear? Yeah. There's a it's lot like, of what fear. What if I fail? Like, oh, yeah. And here's the thing, guys. No one knows if you fail. Because <laughs> no one... I'm sorry, but that is really funny. <laughs> because if your book is in obscurity, nobody knows about the book. <laughs> yeah, it's really true. So get over your fear. It's it's okay. No one knows. It's like painting in your house and you put it up in your refrigerator. So until you actually get out there and start marketing it, you don't know if it's going to fail or not fail. So write the book, give it a shot. That's my advice. You, you just really can't fail in the public eye until you no one sees you. So. <laughs> and then there's nothing to worry about. There's no embarrassment. That's right. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, uh, So what made it possible for you to be seen so that you wouldn't fail? Well, it did help that I have a backlist, a backlist with the other author, the other authors, the other publishers. Those are still out. Mm -hmm. I, I think really that you don't fail if you learn your craft. If you try to put up a book that isn't well written and it isn't the content doesn't relate from chapter to chapter it is going to fail so you have to learn the basics of writing and I did a lot of Margie Lawson classes I did ACFW classes and I think that's what you need to do I agree with that in fact Margie's one of the people that I talk about a lot especially when I'm mentoring somebody or um, somebody wants to know, you know, how did you get published? I said, well, I, I did a lot of Margie Lawson classes, and then and then I went to an immersion with her, and, you know, and I thought that was um, just, I think the lessons and the things I learned were life-changing, and sometimes, one time I took a class twice, you know, but I think a lot of people think that authors, um, they already know how to write, and that they already know how to do everything they're supposed to do, and they just, they, it's just, you know, overnight success kind of thing. And it's not. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of classes. It's a lot of craze um, of trying to figure this business out. Oh, absolutely. And and I really thought I could just sit down and write a story, and it's not, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. There even has to now, be a logic to it, and people don't well, realize. And even now. Every time I start a book, it's like starting over. Is it like that for you too? Yeah, and every time you get to the middle of a book, it, it feels like you're out in the middle of the ocean drowning. <laughs> yeah, I clean a lot during that time. I do too. 15, 15 <laughs> books in, and every time I hit the middle of a book, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, are you, are you remodel your house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remodeling. Yeah. A cleaning, sweeping. Yeah, Muse is, is very judgy at the moment for the dust that's in the corners from the remodel. <laughs> <laughs> I um, we're going to go on to break now, but I, I'm just so delighted to have my friend Diana Lazare Brandmeyer here with me. Her website is dianabrandmeyer.com. And if you'd like to know more about me, my website is angelabreidenbach.com. And we're going to come back after the break. And we're going to get into a little bit more about AMS ads, and we'll hear more about um, Diana's books. And then we'll move on, and the rest of the show we'll continue talking about more marketing and how you do make it as an author going hybrid or going indie, because this is a really tough industry. And we're not here to discourage you. We're here to encourage you, enlighten you, 
educate you, and help you have a lucrative career as a creative, whether you're writing books, screenplays, music, movies, whatever. We'll be right back after this break. Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirit Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. Hi, everybody. We're back, and I'm so excited to share with you my friend Diana. We've been friends for a, a long time, and she's actually come out to Montana and gone to my writer retreats, which has really been fun, and she's spoken at them for me. And one of the things I love about being friends with Diana is that she is always curious, always a learner, always trying to find out new things and new ways to succeed. And so she found out about this group of Brian Meeks on Facebook, and she told me about it, which was really cool, because I was stumbling along trying to figure out Amazon's ads, the AMS ads. And the reason that I was even coming up on AMS ads as, a, as an issue for me and a need for me to do it all was that doggone algorithm that keeps changing. What do you think, Diana? It does keep changing. And then they, they do things like last week they changed how they reported the book report sales. And that threw off the extra things like I think it's Book Tracker and uh, there's another one to Book Market, I think. Yeah, Book Report. And there was a lot of fixing going on so we could actually find out how many books were selling 
and how many pages are read. So you just don't know even from month to month what they're going to pay you in page reads. So mm-hmm. that's a little scary. That's always been something that's bothered me is that you don't know. And so to me, that means you're really not in control. You're not in control of your income. You're not in control of the outcome. And that's, that's some, same, go ahead. That's the same with traditional publishing. Yeah, it is. But I think when we leave all of our eggs in one basket, you know, we, we do have an issue in that we have given all control away. So that's to me, one of the reasons why I really like indie publishing, but I like the idea of going wide now because I can't control something like Amazon's algorithms. You know, we had a big, um, we, we've taken it down since, but we had frontier hearts out. And the the Frontier Hearts book, um, it was massively selling. I mean, I paid my bills off of that book for a year. And it was a combination of six authors together. And all of a sudden, it just took a nosedive. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. on and we thought, well, maybe I had done something wrong in the settings when we changed some information on it. Went back and looked and couldn't figure that out. And suddenly, in, later on, comes out that... Uh, Amazon had changed their algorithm again. Right. It's, you just never know. And I think it's good to go wide if you can. I know some people are more successful in staying in Kindle Unlimited, but that does scare me because if you – I've had friends who had books wide, taken them out, and then missed the spot, and then they lose that Kindle Unlimited for a year. They can't put anything back in. So oh, why is really that? Have to, I haven't heard about that. Why is that? Uh, because it says in their terms of service that you cannot have your book listed anywhere else if you are in Kindle Unlimited. Right. And but um, a year? It's like they're penalizing you for a year? Yeah, they are in trouble for a year. You cannot get your book back on for a year. If you've gone wide, that's crazy, because I know people used to have to wait, you know, like a full month, uh, but I didn't know it had expanded to a year. Yeah, wow. and you can see your books up but they're then wide you know they're everywhere but um Mm -hmm. you lose that page read and that can be harmful if all of your books have been that way since the beginning Mm -hmm. and really the way they make money on kdp is the page read it's not the actual book sales and people who are maybe new to this don't know that so you it ranges somewhere around 0.005 cents per page that you get paid But, uh, for instance, um, I'll just be very transparent here. When our group was up, uh, we were getting, you know, close to a million page reads a month. And that was big bucks because when you're splitting it between six people, uh, I think we were, uh, gosh, we were just on that alone without sales. And of which there were uh, about 1,200 plus sales a month during that time of that, that particular book. And, um, we were, I think we were making, um, six to $8,000 or something like that, uh, a month. And so it really page reads are really a big deal. Yeah. And that's why go ahead. You do need to have, it has a lot of pages, right? I have one out now that's like a hundred page book and it's not pulling in very much money because it's very small, but that's okay. It's going to lead into other books at some point. Mm-hmm. 
And it's really important that you that you do as much full length as you can. So people who have novellas, like I have several novellas because I've gotten rights back for them as well. And um, for me, I'm looking at instead of I've had them out all independently, but now I'm looking at putting them together in my own collection and putting that out because the longer the page read, the better the the sales on the book, the better the income. But that's not just um, on Amazon. That's on all of the different uh, platforms, including Kobo, which is up and coming in the U.S. That's true. And you, are you putting yours out in paperback as well? Because I'm surprised at how many people are buying the paperback. Yes, I'm definitely doing that. And I'm looking at vellum to be able to design it myself because each time – I do the conversion into ebook or have the paperback design. I'm paying uh, any, any up around $150, $165 per book, you know, conversion and design. That's you're already spending money that has to be spent unless you learn how to do it yourself. And so That's, I'm looking at, at using Vellum because I have a Mac. And yeah, Vellum, I don't have a Mac. I need a I need a combo called a Win Mac. Is there such a thing? <laughs> well, you can get Mac and put Windows on it. <laughs> yeah, for an extra million dollars. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I've been doing. Books with Mac I did my own. The re- I'm sorry. The refurbished. You know, make yeah, sure that's you look at refurbished, and you, it, you end up with getting more bells and whistles because the ones that get refurbished tend to have more bells and whistles. They're not the basics. So you get more for your money. Um, right. That's that's what I did. I bought mine in, um, I want to say it was 2013, but I bought it as a refurbished late 2012 model. So it was only a few oh. months old, but it was refurbished, and then it has, um, you can play games on it. I don't want you to, but you can. <laughs> but I did it so I have the multi, the intense multicolors for being able to design book covers and, and memes and things like that. So I'm seeing more true color. Sure. I have been formatting my own books through Word. Through it is, Word? It is tough. Yeah, well, I use Word, and it's tough. Mm-hmm. And That's so my vellum. Yeah. And you don't so. use ca- uh, Caliber? Because you can no. see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably why, should. Yeah, I want to. Uh, one of our other Christian Authors Network authors who uses um, Caliber, and she's really good at it. She formats her own books. Is um, Linda Kozar, K O Z A R. Okay. She uses that to format her books, and I thought that was uh, pretty cool. So she gave me a little tutorial on it, but I really wanted the opportunity to do the kind of the beautiful formatting that, you know, Vellum offers for Mac. So, Oh, and but, but they come out much better with print when you do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vellum. Um, I unfortunately cannot do Vellum. So <laughs> as long You're as I'm checking. I, I am going to bring you over to the light side of Mac soon. That's what people keep saying. Yes. Yes. My, uh, our <laughs> other friend for Van Clip says that as well. <laughs> yeah. We had Jennifer Vanderclip on the show. And um, folks, don't miss that episode. That one was all about editing, and it's it's been very very popular episode. But if you if you have missed it, go to the, um, the show page at toginet.com/shows/litup, and you'll be able to listen to Jennifer Vanderclip's episode. And that I, you will not be sorry. 
So it's really cool. Jennifer and Diana and I um, and um, Liz Tolsma are all uh, in a group called that Diana founded called Pencil Dancers. So, Diana, I want you to tell everybody about that. Uh, Pencil Dancers is a place where authors can go and new writers can go to learn about uh, dialogue setting, how important is your book cover, how important is your back cover, how to get little bits and pieces of information. I wouldn't say it's a true immersion site at this point, but you can go there and get a lot of information. And it's PencilDancer.com, P-E-N-C-I-L.com. I forgot the dancer. P E N C I L D A N C E R dot com. And the funny story about that is that I was trying to post my own um, last month and I kept putting it as pencil dancers and I kept not finding the site. <laughs> and I finally I finally called Diana and she's like, Leave the S off. I've told you this a hundred times. <laughs> And here I can't even spell it. Oh well. So really quickly about really quickly about AMS ads. On those, it's not hard. You need a catchy tagline. You need to bid low when you start, so you don't run out of money immediately. I think you tried Angie, and you went yeah. too high on your bids, and you lost money. Is yeah, that correct? Two different. Yeah, and we're definitely going to go more in depth in this in the next segment. Um, I did lose money on that. And the reason uh, there's two different belief systems on the AMS ads. And one fellow is teaching that you need to bid high. You need to bid 45, 50 cents per ad. And I think we need to give a little bit better overview in the next segment so people understand what we're talking about. But so I was bidding high to beat people out for certain search or SEO phrases. Um, keywords that you put in when you go to ams.amazon.com uh, and you you can also access it through your Kindle KDP uh, site with your book and it's very important that you have as many keywords as you can have and then you bid low because like Diana, I, was, I called her and I'm like, Diana, help, I'm losing money I don't understand why and so that was one of the reasons we definitely wanted to have Diana on today. So in the next segment, we're going to go in-depth, and we're going to really get AMS ads overview out for you all, and we're going to help you understand a little bit more about how to do a bid and how to find keywords. And uh, possibly more than that, we'll see how much time we have. But if you're interested in getting to know more about um, Diana Brandmeier, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-Y-E-R, go to dianabrandmeier.com. And if you want to learn more about the craft of writing and marketing and all that from the Pencil Dancers, go to PencilDancer.com. It's not a multiple, PencilDancer.com. And we will see you back here in a moment right after this break with our lovely guest, Diana Brandmeier. There's more lit up right after this. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. 
Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. Well, hi there again. And I am just like so excited to dig in deep into the AMS ads with the time that we have. So I wanted Diana to share with us some of the books that she is using AMS ads on and we're going to do an overview real quick here so everybody kind of is on the same page with us. And then we're going to talk about the books that Diana is actually using AMS ads on and the tactics that she's using with that that she's learned from Brian Meeks. All right. So, Diana, um, in your opinion, can you just give us an overview of AMS ads so that people feel like they know what we're talking about? Okay. Amazon ads are your gateway to reaching readers who come to Amazon. It's where readers go to find books. So these ads show up on pages of other people's books. Like I'm, I'm targeting Angela, for instance. You so are? So my book, will, <laughs> I am, underneath Angela's, it'll say sponsored ads, and my book may or may not show up, depending on what I bid, may show up as a possible book you might also enjoy. So that's how you get your attention, and those are called impressions. And if you were there and you saw it and you said, I like that cover, I'm going to check it out, and you click it, then I would pay whatever I'm paying, $0.04, for you to go to that page and look at it. And then hopefully after you read my great description page, you will purchase it. And that's how the ads actually work. Okay, that's a great explanation. And by the way, I'm targeting you too. <laughs> Fine. Because, because what happens is on these AMS ads, you really want to target similar author names. You want to target um, books that are like yours because you can share in those readers. 
And Diana and I have a very similar life philosophy. So that comes out in the worldview that's shared through our books. We both write sweet, clean, uh, often Christian. Uh, we both write both contemporary and historical. So the similarities you can see between Diana and I are so strong that we want to join our reader pools together and the way that we actually do market together obviously with PencilDancer.com, obviously with ChristianAuthorsNetwork.com being Christian Authors Network members. But we've even done things like, you know, Facebook parties and things like that. But when you are targeting an author's name on Amazon, your book shows up with their book, and it is right there on the page for them to see. But there's two different kinds of AMS ads And this part is important to know because you can spend money different ways. And one of them is keyword ad targeting. And the other one is, what's it called? Product? Sponsored product, Diane? Yes, it's called. The one you're first first referring to is called sponsored. And those are the ones that use keywords. The other ones are product display. And you can pick um, actual products, books, book titles, or you can go by interest. And, okay, and the thing that's that I'm finding in doing the ones, I just have to keep thinking keyword and Kindle, and here's why. So on the sponsor, okay, see, I get the names mixed up. On the keyword, that one is called what? Sponsored. 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 And what happens is then those images show up on the website uh, on your phone, if you're, you know, Googling something and you're going into Amazon, on the Amazon app. And it literally says the word sponsored. And it has little keywords attached to it. So you could show up all over Amazon. But now right. the other one, which is product display, the reason I associate the word Kindle with it is because that one can show up on somebody's actual Kindle um, homepage or when they're searching, it'll, it, it will show up on their Kindle. So that's a little bit different, but there's still, the jury is definitely out, but there's a leaning toward the sponsored or the keyword ad placement as being better at the moment. And you know, algorithms constantly changing, but better at the moment with AMS, Amazon ads than the one that lands on their Kindle. And so, um, Diana, can you explain a little bit of how payment works, the difference between those two different um, ad types? Um, I think that it works better if you have a Kindle Unlimited book to use the product display because I, this is just my gut feeling, is that people who are reading on a Kindle probably have Kindle Unlimited. So, oh, it makes a lot of sense to me. They're, yeah, they're more apt to grab that book for free and try it than they are to pay for it if they're on Kindle Unlimited. However, Sorry. there's also the product display that shows up as a nice little box on Amazon. And you can see that when you – and that's not there on every book, but if you go maybe to Angie's page, if I'm lucky, mine will show up there. <laughs> and it'll be a box on the side, and my cover will show up with a description, again – trying to intrigue you to also check out my book. And the sponsored ads, that's a little tricky because you have to find all the keywords. And I do use KDP Rocket. That's another little program. I'm into buying all kinds of stuff like that. 
And another, the easy, cheap way to do this is to go like to my page or to Angie's page and see who, when you go on their author page, you can say also bought um, pages and you can authors, like little books underneath. Mm -hmm. Am I saying this right? And they'll say also bought when they bought this book. And you can say, okay, here's one from Jennifer. Here's one from Liz. Here's one. And you can write those names down and you just start collecting names and you can use titles of those books as well. Mm-hmm. So you you can have up to 1,000 keywords for sponsored products. It is really hard to get to 1,000 keywords. I mean, it does take some work. And I think on each of the ones that I've done, I've got a, a couple hundred keywords. And I, and not all, the, not all of them work. No, they don't. And <laughs> that's the thing with, with Amazon ads is they don't always take off this is what brian weeks has been teaching me is that you just keep looking at your impressions and they may not take off and they don't last very long like the product display ads will go for a couple days really strong and then they kind of die off so you have to keep rewriting ads and keep keep working at it it's not like a one and done thing it's another job very frustrating on the author's side when you're trying to write you're trying to do your um, your edits and you send your edits back and then your galleys come and then you're working on the plot for the next book and you're trying to get that deadline done. So this is part of the life of an author. It really is. And it's but very the hard. Part, the good part is that Amazon puts money in your bank. <laughs> that is the very good part. <laughs> Those AMS ads. So that's the good part. So there is a reward there. And you can actually tell, you know, if your ads are making any difference or not by the impressions. You may get a lot of impressions and maybe three clicks. So you know your ad isn't very good. So you tweak it. and Or maybe it's your book cover. It's not right up to standard. So you can find ways quickly how it's going and whether or not you need to fix it. Yeah, I think, I think you fix get it. A, lot, a lot better um, response rate on your ads and how your marketing is doing this way um when you're doing traditional and there's i have nothing against traditional because you you know i do both traditional and indie but when you're doing traditional it is impossible to figure out if well let's say nearly impossible to figure out if some marketing thing that you're doing is working or not oh yeah you you won't know for you just you really cannot tell on traditional and you You can't royalty think, wow, I worked really hard doing that. I guess it didn't work or something did work and you're thinking it's the other thing and you're just, you have no clue. Yeah, but because this, the royalties yeah. come so much later. So you can't really, and all you get is the number. So you don't see if it swelled at any given point, if there's any specific thing. And to look at your numbers right. on your, um, your author central page, those aren't actually accurate either. And so it'd be nice if we could do that, but you can't. They're not accurate. Right. They're not accurate. And so this way, if you decide to go like I'm going on your show so I can look maybe Monday and see if my sales have gone up, then I'll know that coming on a podcast called Lit Up makes a big difference. Or maybe I'll go on Facebook and I'll I'll do some uh, marketing there and I can tell if my ads have, you know, my, my, uh, interaction has done anything mm-hmm. and if it hasn't oh, okay i'm not doing that anymore we can try it again in six months and see if things change because things change all the time what works today may not work tomorrow that's and it's about the amount of impressions and so when you're doing something smart 
like AMS ads, if you're selling on Amazon, you also have to do other what's called layering your marketing, layering your promotions. And so, for instance, you are doing AMS ads and you are on Lit Up and you are on um, PencilDancer.com and ChristianAuthorsNetwork.com and all of these different sites. And you're on Twitter and you're on Instagram and you're on Facebook. And I think it's so important to understand that you are layering your marketing. But yeah, sometimes you can see a bump from something that happened. So let's take, uh, I have one question with uh, what is KDP Rocket? And then when we come back after the break, I would like to know the book titles that you're actually using AMS with, how you set them up, and some of the keywords that uh, you, ideas of the keywords. You don't have to give us any secret keywords or anything. (laughs) So so what's KDP Rocket? What's that? KDP Rocket is a program that you can get a 30-day trial on, which is important. And you can put in a title, an author, and it will fetch for you a jillion keywords, which is I'm up to almost 700 keywords from using KDP Rocket. Holy cow. So I, Holy I would cow. recommend that. It's I think it's a $99, but it's it, you have to balance that against your time. If, if you have no money, then you, you use your time that way. If you have the $100, get it, then you have time to write. So that's I'd highly recommend it. I think you just convinced me. <laughs> so do you just put KDP Rocket into the Google search bar? Yes, that okay. should do it. Okay, man, that's fantastic. So um, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk more about the books that um, Diana Brandmeier is actually using Amazon AMS ads with. And we may even delve into the secrets behind how she's targeting Angela Breidenbach. (laughs) So I think that would be a a really good way to show people how they can actually use it. And then an expectation of maybe monthly cost, um, how they're able to manage their finances while marketing their books on Amazon and, and why readers should take a look at some of those sponsored products and not be afraid of them. Right. Stay where you are. There's more lit up right after this. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. Well, hi there, and we're back to give the secrets behind how Diana targets me on Amazon. And I'm, I'm curious about this one question. I think it's it's an important one because it could be very easily misunderstood in AMS ads. So, Diana, is it stealing from another author to target them on AMS ads? Why or why not? Well, I, I will say as a Christian, I did wrestle with that a little bit, and then I got to thinking that, there are so many books out there and so many readers. And if you find a book like one of yours, say maybe The Debutante Queen, and you've read it, but you want something else to read and you don't have another one available at the moment, it's not stealing because that reader then goes to my book and reads that and then comes back to your book because maybe your sponsor that is now showing up on my site. So actually, we're just networking. It's not stealing. It's networking. Um, oh, I really love that thought. You know, our can authors, that's what we do for each other. I'll tweet you, you tweet me, we share stuff, and this is the same way of sharing our readers. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's how it works. When I put lassoed by marriage in my special keyword box or captive brides collection, then I go up and I don't steal your readers. I just borrow them for a little bit, and then I give them back to you when you come on my site. Okay, so the Debutante Queen, Last of May Marriage, Captive Brides Collection, Second Chance Brides, those are all my historicals. And The Bucket List Dare and A Healing Heart, those are contemporaries. So do you use every one of those when you do something like The Honey Bride or um, Love Finds You in Friendship, Tennessee? Or, you know, any, tell me how you, um, The Bride's Dilemma, how do you do that with um, the different book titles, do you use them all or do you specify? I'm using them all because I, because of the kind of things that I write and that you write, mm -hmm. I think there's a carryover. I like to read historicals and I like to read contemporary. And mm -hmm. I think most of our readers also do that. In fact, I know they do because I sent out a survey <laughs> and they read that and they read mysteries. So it's okay to be on those pages as well. And that's that's just another way of showing them another book. You know, I find that fascinating because we hear over and over and over again, branding, 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 only market historical to historical, contemporary to contemporary. But I think you are right. Um, I Because I read both and I can't imagine 
if, you know, there's times when you get tired of one genre and you want to read something else, you want something that feels fresh just because it's different than what you've been doing. Um, so I can't imagine somebody else being, you know, different than that. They only read one thing ever. Right. I, I imagine there are a few people, and but I don't think it's everyone. It's, you usually have a favorite, but then you also have the break. That's what I call it. I'm going to break from historicals this week, and I'm going to read mysteries, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Otherwise, I think that makes kind of complete sense. Mind. Yeah. Tangled. So, so when we're um, doing these AMS ads, I want to ask you, too, um, Amazon gives you suggested um, keywords. Um, they, how, what do you do with those? I Some of them I already have on my list. I usually just don't. Do them. One thing I want to make sure everyone understands when you start doing AMS ads, check your numbers just like your math teacher taught you. I did not, and I bid 80 cents instead of 8 cents. So please check your numbers, or you will lose money because they, yeah. they will be happy to do that, give you a $100 ad instead of a 10 cent ad. So. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. <laughs> Um, on yours, you were actually helping me uh, because when I started doing them in April and May, which is the first that I started, um, I had followed what I thought was wise advice because this guy seemed to be super successful. And he was saying, oh, bid 50 cents. Oh, bid. You know, I'm up to some of my bids are 80 cents. You just have to make sure your book price is high enough so that you get, you know, the return on investment, your ROI. But when I was doing that, you know, not this is one thing that you forget when those bids are high, um, that not every single click is going to turn into a sale. And so you may get 30 clicks, but only five sales. So you lose on math when you bid too high. But what happens if you bid too low? Well, you can tell because you don't get any clicks because our impressions, I should say, you don't get any impressions. If you bid low, you get a click and someone buys, you win. You win That's big. Right. That's right, that's, because that's, they give you a percentage. Is it called um, ACOS? It's like um, right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. You need to do Brian Meeks thing to do all that mathy stuff. It's confusing <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm still learning, <laughs> but make sure because Amazon will set your bid at 25 cents automatically. Mm-hmm. So change that. I made right that away. mistake too. Yes, I did too the first time I did it. And here's you can always pause an ad as soon as you find out you're spending too much. Pause it or terminate it. It's it's not hard to do. Um, don't change your bid. Just copy your ad and put the correct bid in so that you don't mess with your data. So you know what's really working and not working. For instance, I happen to know that fifty three cents works really well for clicks, but not for sales for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> so um, when you're doing these these ads, I also found out that I could copy the ad so that it copied all of my um, keywords, is what I yes. thought it would do. And yeah, yes. and but then it copied it at twenty five cents, and I didn't realize that. Okay. I had, yeah, don't copy that ad. Don't copy that ad. <laughs> copy a better <laughs> ad where you have a lower. And also, when you copy your ad, you can still change your ad copy, which is something else I discovered by accident. Mm-hmm. You don't want to keep doing the same ad over and over again without changing that copy and making it fresh. Okay, and so we're and, using ad and copy a lot. So what we're talking about is 
generically, the whole ad that's going out all completed and all of the keywords on that stuff, but ad copy, that's the, the actual words used in the very short character description box that you get. It's really short. And so you want to think more like um, expanded Twitter. Uh, I think you get something like 180 characters or something like that. It's really short characters. And so you've, you've got to really get tight writing there. And they said to use yeah. words like you, because, can you think of some of the others that Brian Meeks said to use? Now, I think is one. Um, yeah, you and because are the biggies. And what you and- cannot use are um, phrases that say better than or the best, or you can't use the word Kindle. Um so you, those things you, are you can you can use the word Kindle. I have mine. I have um, a Kindle Unlimited read, and it worked fine. It wasn't rejected. Really, I thought that was a no-no word. But there are I things that are no-nos. Um, and and you know, you'll know because they will reject you, and you just say, "Okay, I'm going to rewrite this and see what happens." You don't lose all of your keywords that you've put in there. You just change your copy. So don't be afraid to write it and see. And when you're changing your copy, that the sentences that describe your book, you know, um, they also, I also heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you cannot use um, other people's reviews in your ad that's, copy. That's what I've heard. I haven't tried that. And you also need to make sure, this is my advice for doing these, um, write them in a Word document so that you have your grammar correct and you don't have an extra space. Because when you're writing on the Amazon uh, ad space, it's like it's so tiny you can't always tell if you've hit the space bar twice or not, mm-hmm. and you'll get rejected if you have an extra space, if you have an extra period, if you have too many ellipses. So those are things it's easier to tell in Word and copy over. Yeah, and they don't like a lot of weird characters. They want it just about as straight as straight can be. Um, Diana, we only have a couple minutes left. Um, so why should readers not be afraid to look at sponsored ads? Because if you don't bid super high, you do get a lot of impressions. For one thing, you may not make a ton of sales, but you get the impressions. And it's like the old advertising thing. The more times someone sees your thing, the more it becomes something they might desire and they will mm-hmm. purchase later. And why should a customer trust a sponsored ad that a, uh, an author might do? A customer. Uh, a customer. I'm, I'm hoping they trust it because you're connected to someone who writes similar to you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's very true. And they might be looking for something different and new. You can only read so much of the same before you need to expand your ideas and your thoughts. Um, right. Okay, and so a couple of the books that you have, uh, do you feel are, are doing really well with Amazon ads? I have one in Kindle Unlimited. That's The Honey Bride, and it's doing well. And it's a short book. It was a novella that I republished myself. And then The Honey Bride, which is like three ninety nine right now, and I'm considering raising the price to see what happens. Another fun thing you can do when you're indie. But both are doing pretty well. And I'm careful. I'm a very uh, conservative bidder. And I don't let my current ads go over $45 a month. I try to keep it there. And if I have to, I pause ads. Wow. Eventually, I get braver. 
And Diana, can you tell me, uh, for our listeners, how can they find you on social media? Uh, Diana Brandmeier, uh, that's Twitter, Diana Brandmeier on Facebook, no, Diana Brandmeier, it's, it's complicated, Diana Lassier Brandmeier, author on Facebook, and on Pinterest, I'm Pencil Dancer, and Instagram, it's Diana Brandmeier, so I'm kind awesome. of all over there, and combine that. And on, on, on Amazon, since we've been talking AMS ads, um, you have an Author Central page, is it under Diana Brandmeier? It's under Diana Lassier Brandmeier. That's L E S I L E S I R E B R A N D M E Y E R. Right. Okay. There's a story with that, so leave the blend. <laughs> Read the blend. <laughs> we're not pureed, we're blended. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, if you had one great tip to give um, in 10 seconds, what would it be? Uh, Don't be afraid. I think that's a wonderful tip. Thank you so much, Diana Brandmeier, for being with us here on Lit Up. It's been a great show. And thank you for the tip. And we're going to be introduced to a couple of more people that will give us even more lucrative ideas for building your creative career. This is Angela Breidenbach, and you can find me at AngelaBreidenbach.com. You can find this show on iTunes. You can also find Lit Up at toginet.com slash shows slash Lit Up. And you can find more about the Christian Authors Network at ChristianAuthorsNetwork.com. And we hope that you have enjoyed the show. We'll be back with us. And this has been Lit Up with Angela Breidenbach. And I am delighted to pour into your life the ways to have a creative career. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Lit Up. Light up your literary world. Expand your imagination. Enhance your life. Lit Up will be back next week with another great conversation. Join us, won't you? Right here on Lit Up. There's no place I'd rather be.